Welcome to The Realtor Lady. I'm Michelle Riplogel. Hi, I'm Michelle Riplogel, and you are with The Realtor Lady. Today, I have on Maria Gente from Shasta Living Real Estate. And her and I connected through Facebook. I was looking for guests. And the idea was to just give everybody listening an idea of what realtors do and some of the things you might not understand that we do as realtors, kind of some behind the scenes stuff. Maria and I ended up talking a lot about some of the stuff that we are doing. Maria, welcome. Tell me a little bit about you. Thanks, Michelle. Well, you just said it, Maria Jante. So I'm up here in the Northern California area, beautiful Shasta County. For those of you who have visited my my neck of the woods. Um, I uh, run a team. I lead a team of six in my area. So it is myself and my husband as the team leaders uh, of Shasta Living Real Estate. Been in the business for about 16 years, Michelle. Have loved every minute of it. I keep telling him and teasing him, look, if we can do this business together for 16 years and still be married and raise the family, we're good. <laughs> that instruction. Yep. Exactly. So that's what I do. That's where I'm at. So um, as we know, actually, everybody in the country is kind of moving around, but more think California. I think I looked at the migration patterns. It was California to Florida to New York and kind of those uh, patterns. So California to Florida, Florida, I think other places and then around New York. It's it's actually a very small area that people are moving. I mean, like the state. But we're seeing a lot of movement in, the, in those states. So California has a lot of people kind of moving around. And you have people coming to your area. I know I've sold some houses for people to move up to your area. Uh, tell me about some of the people that are that are hiking up to your, your neck of the woods. Sure. Well, in uh, Shasta County, exactly what you just said. You know, there is this migration going on within California um, of those living on the southern side of California moving north. And I think a lot of it, Michelle, has to do because the the uh, rural area, you know, people are looking for more space. And that's what I hear commonly from, from those that I talk to that are, whether it's from San Jose, you know, other areas, Concord Bay area, Tracy, California, even Bakersfield, we're now seeing, even though that is considered the, the, the Valley of California, we're seeing some people even from that market move up here. Right. Definitely, definitely a lot of Southern Californians. Um, San Diego is a very common one. And um, can you still hear me? I can hear you fine. I was just curious why they're moving from Bakersfield. Okay, my computer is frozen, so I wasn't sure you could hear me. Um, exactly. Well, I talked to a gentleman who happens to be in real estate, and he's moving his family over here. He's the third one just in the last 12 months that I've talked to who are moving up here. And for them is the fact that they are cashing in on the properties they own because of the Bay Area buyers moving towards the east inland, you know, eastern rural areas. And he's able to sell at the highest possible price. And then that affords them the ability to come up here, work remotely, buy something cash with a pool, four acres, you know, three, four bedrooms. And that's kind of how, how things are, you know, circling around within the Bay Area. And then again, the Valley and then up here north in, in Chester County. So what are, uh, what are the differences in your area in the East Bay, you know, kind of more from where I'm from the peninsula as it were, but 
What are people finding? What are, what are they telling you about the differences? Less crowded. Because um, even um, in the eastern part of the Bay, you know, they, they have, they, they're starting to get a lot of traffic, a lot of crowds. The commutes, of course, not a whole bunch of people are commuting with now that everyone's working remotely. But one of the things I'm hearing from these buyers is that they just want more space. They want to be able to be in a less crowded community. And that's one thing that our county offers. I mean, you are still in California. You know, you're still in California. You're two hours south of the border of Oregon. You're still in California and you're still going to get to enjoy, you know, the space that you're looking for. So it's not uncommon for these buyers to want at least two acres, possibly more, because they want to be able to have the space. Wow. So what kind of pricing are we talking about? We're talking about, well, let me just give you an example. So I've got this, this family from uh, Bakersfield who's moving up here, and they've made about three trips already. Their price point started, this was, I want to say October, November of 2020. So just a few months ago, we were looking at prices anywhere from 375 425-ish. They wanted to stay under 450 And I said, you know, that, that's a good price range up here because our median home price in Shasta County is about 350 So anything above that, you're going to have a little bit more to choose from. We're like, you know? we're like a, I think we're getting up to about 1-1 one, one as a median. Are you serious? Wow. Oh, man. That's so, <laughs> see, that's a, that's not, not even in my radar up here. <laughs> Keep in mind, too, our actual appreciation rate is about 10.7 a year. You can't even really make that anywhere. No, that's exceptional, but. Yeah, you know, that's what it is right now. That's exceptional. Yeah, so so this, just to give you an example on this family, we are now looking um, about three fifty. Their they, their purchase price has actually gone up, and the reason for it is because now their home in base in Bakersfield has also gone up. So they're like, I'm so glad we waited a little bit because in the you know from October to March, as a you know this recording, their purchase price just went up. So they're pretty excited. And, and now there's people moving into our area. It's always, we're a very um, transitory town. We've always had people from the Central Valley. I mean, the Central Valley built uh, a good portion of our South County. And people like to forget that. They like to forget that a lot of people from other areas actually really put our county together um, and there's a lot of locals that have been here for a long time but we also have a lot of people moving in and right now because of prices and how I mean you know we are between 10 to 30 offers on a house each wow and um, that you know it's 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 sad and it's depressing and I know I have some agents in town that they just feel like their town they're losing their town do you do you have any sentiments of people sentiments of people just we don't really, not that they don't want you here, but they're like, people are coming from the other areas and buying up our, our housing. And is there any mumbling of that? There is, but I wouldn't say it's overwhelming. Um, I think people here locally overall are, um, you know, I think overall they're accepting of the fact that these changes happen. COVID has changed a lot of that. And they're, they're getting used to the the, the whole idea that there's going to be more migration into our county. There is a small portion to your, to your question of those who are, you know, they can be negative. I've seen on social media where, you know, you'll post, I just did that. I posted a property that I have for sale in Cottonwood, which is south, you know, 20 minutes south of my, my community. And it's a nice two acre property with, you know, move in ready with an office on, on upstairs, a gorgeous pool, sunset views, a whole deal. 
And I can't tell you how much activity I got on that listing, but half of that activity was negative. It was like, oh yeah, we don't want those Bay Area people up here and, and they're just going to come and bring in this and that. And so we don't want the crowds and, uh, and congestion. So there was a little bit of that negativity, but it was an interesting to see the responses from some of the locals like, you know, that were positive about the, the changes. So I think, you know, with any... Anytime there's movement and changes, you're going to have a portion of people who, who will be negative about it. And then they kind of go, okay, well, it is what it is. <laughs> How much you can do about it. Um, we don't have time for this at all now, but Prop 19 is coming in, and that's really going to change things in terms of people being able to move around. I would imagine you might see more Central Valley people moving, people who really hope fast because their property values weren't really going up and then they didn't really want to change tax bases. So I, I could imagine there'll be some shift there. For people coming from areas such as that to our area, then it doesn't, there's, they can bring it, but I mean, there's still a lot of other costs here in this area that come, we may not, see, we might see them leave, but I don't know if we'll see them come in as much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I was reading an article about the um, the increase from 2019 to 2020, the comparison that um, that the California Association of Realtors did the study, uh, that 22% is the approximately the increase of those that migrated from, it was the out-migration out to the Central Valley that's being driven by, you know, all the Bay Area prices that are just ridiculous. And apparently the article said the builders in that area have failed to build enough housing to meet that demand. So that's why you're seeing this 22% over 2019. And I was, I was pretty stunned by that number. That's pretty high. Yeah. And uh, well, and the NAR, the NAR economists came out and tried to make a, a really good uh, argument for why we really aren't going to see the foreclosures that we saw in 2009, 10 and 11 is because we don't have builders building now. We don't have any new inventory coming in to compete with other listings. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's affecting us all because even up here, you know, we have a ton of space um, and you do have builders wanting to build and, and, and they are building, but we're not keeping up. There's just, that's why we're having the shortage of inventory like everyone else. We're not keeping up. Just to give you an idea, I'm used to dealing with anywhere from five to 700 inventory levels uh, at any given point. So the housing inventory always fluctuates anywhere between 550, 700, 750 at any given point during the year. We're now dealing with less than 300 homes. We are at, we're hovering right now at about 170. Wow. And we have, I mean, we have, yeah, at least three or four buyers to every listing, if not more. So yeah. Um, what are some of the surprises newcomers find in your area that they were just like, they weren't quite prepared for? <laughs> the, number, <laughs> the number one surprise, I'm glad you asked that question, by the way. The number one surprise, in my opinion, is property values. Um, and here's why. I think there's this, this perception from Bay Area and Southern California buyers who are moving up here to Shasta County where they think, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go out there and, you know, pick whatever I want lowball it as much as I can, get a really good deal and, you know, have my four acre property with a pool and views and da, da, da. And then they get here and they realize uh, the listing price is the starting point on that home. So, you know, you're going to have to come in as strong as you can. Cash is better. <laughs> so it's a real shocker when they get here. Oh, there's competition, huh? 
Wow. And they, they don't expect it. They, you know, until you, you know, the local expert, right, educates them and says, well, by the way, you know, there's seven offers on that house. It's only been on the market for two days. So that, I would say, is the number one shocker I get from, from those out-of-town buyers. Because they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, I know San Francisco does that, but I'm going to go to this more rural area and I can just get what I want. Well, you know, it's so funny that a lot of people still think of Santa Cruz that way. Just yeah. Kind of a beach town and then cruising, you know, every once in a while. I got an email like two weeks ago. Hey, Michelle, you know, I'm looking for a deal. You know, I want ocean views and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to go up to a million. And I was, I sent back a very polite, you know, good luck. <laughs> and are you seeing, Michelle, are you seeing um, other, other, some of your colleagues where, you know, buyers, uh, they're not, suddenly they're not that interested in, in, in working with buyers, uh, you know, not that they're, they don't want to work with them, but they're so busy that suddenly these, these buyers that are not realistic or not quite fully qualified, it's like, there's no time for you. It really isn't. And I know that there's always this conception that uh, people will say, well, you know, realtors never call me back. And it's like, well, what kind of message did you leave them? Sure. You don't have time for that. And I mean, I'm, there's few things that people can say that I'll be like, okay, well, we can, we can kind of get them to that point. They really have some serious, you know, wants and needs in there somewhere, but yeah, that, you know, the beachfront for a million dollars, I did have some people, I kind of, you know, I placated them and took them to a few places and they ended up buying somewhere else and who knows what happened, but they couldn't get it here. And I didn't spend a lot of time on them. I didn't ignore them, but yeah. kind of have to take them through the process but but yeah there's those emails that just it just doesn't make yeah yeah I I did get one of those and and I have just excuse me with some of my colleagues that are you know when we are doing our MLS meetings we do them via zoom and I hear that I'm I'm starting to hear that more now like you know hey did you guys get this person and and it's such a small community that we did you you just get an email from this buyer his name is so-and-so and they're totally unrealistic and it's like you're almost giving everybody a heads up. Like if you get a call from this person, they're just not realistic. They're wasting your time. And I'm like, Oh, so I am hearing, I am sensing, you know, just getting that, that information from other agents. So what I've figured out is I have been doing YouTube videos and sending them out to people who email me and I've been able to get them up to speed really quick. And for my buyers, every couple of weeks, they get a five minute video on the market. That way they can really hear it. It's still from me, but it's almost like a third person. You know, it's this, I'm not pounding it. I'm just like, this is what you need to do to be competitive. This is what you're doing. This is the statistics. And then bringing them through, I have a lot of ideas. I think, I think inventory is actually going to get better here pretty soon, which is kind of and our season's just beginning. I don't know what your season is, but we're just starting. We're really just kind of starting. Uh, and then we'll go through June. When is your season same thing, kind of March-ish through June? Or? It is. It is. In fact, middle of February is when we start to pick up. Um, that's when our spring rush starts. It starts early. So by mid-February, I mean, I've got the phone ringing. I've got other agents asking, do you have any listings coming? Um, we've got this, we've got that. And so you do start to get more activity coming from the winter months. And then it doesn't stop for on our, you know, traditionally speaking, it doesn't stop until I would say middle of June, because if you're, if you know anything about Shasta County is that we are very known for our triple digit weather 
um, yeah, it's, it's, it's scorching. And so that heat keeps, you know, those inventory levels low in the summer because less people are motivated to go out and look at properties and homeowners who did not get what they wanted during the February through May, June price, they'll take it off the market for a few days and then put it back on in the fall. So that's kind of the, the, the cycle on our end as well. But it's interesting, Michelle, because that's, like I said, traditionally what we're used to. But how has COVID changed so much? It's like, I don't know anymore what's going what's gonna to be normal, you know? Well, um, seasonally, though, okay, so it sounds to me, though, like that might also be a buyer opportunity if they want to try and get a deal. So I tell people to shop in October, November, and December. And if it's raining, even more so because... <laughs> That property is going to show you where all the water goes because we have drainage issues in our area. I mean, Santa Cruz lies at the bottom of a mountain and then all the other houses are above. So there, you know, water goes down. Where is it going? Uh, but sometimes there's some really good opportunities in those off months. So I guess you could try and snag one of those listings maybe when it was hot, if you could bear to go out, maybe in the morning or late evening. Yeah, and... It True. And, and that's, uh, you know, uh, those of us who are local ex experts here, you know, we know, <laughs> we know that when the summer months come, the triple digit weather, we're like, okay, we're going to have to show this property at 9am or at like 8pm before it gets dark, you know, because you just know that if it's any time between two and five, that scorching heat, that sun is going to come through in those windows and they're going to be like, no, thank you. So there it's just funny how we have to do do that but you know that that goes along to back to your question earlier about what some of the surprises that these buyers that are migrating here that's another one these buyers look at social media and everything looks gorgeous and beautiful and like open country and you know horse properties and the white picket fences and they start getting really excited and then and, then, and when they come shopping in the summer months, again, that for us, it starts sometimes middle of May. Um, but if they come in June, July, or August, oh man, it is the biggest surprise. They're like, is it really that hot every day? I'm like, it really is. <laughs> Coming from San Diego, I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people from here moved to San Diego. I don't, that seems like a real lateral to me. Um, yeah. Um, so is, are those your hottest months? They are our hottest months. I mean, depending on the year, it, it is all, it is um, common to have a super hot uh, August and September. It is, it is, that's not, that's not unlike our weather. So there are years where it may be milder, more milder than others, but there are years too where I'm out showing properties in, you know, late August, first part of September, and I'm talking triple digit, 111, you are just sweating like crazy. I mean, this last summer, we were just dying with masks on and gloves. And, you know, when COVID first hit, it was just brutal. So that's a big surprise for people. But yeah, it is common for our weather to, to hit those, 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 you know, those temperatures. And we discussed a little bit. I had just basically sold one on FaceTime. You said that you're doing some of that too. Yes, I do. And I love it. I, and here's why. I think I, it was you that I was talking about, um, you know, the whole level of trust that you place on somebody especially when it comes to buying a property um, i'm working with this couple from san diego who uh they can't just get in their car or, or fly up here as soon as a new listing comes up that fits their 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 needs so what they do is they're relying on these videos so i will facetime them um 
I will take tons of footage of the neighborhoods. You know, how does it feel to be in this home, in, in this neighborhood? What does it feel like to drive around it? So it's, you know, I spent two and a half hours yesterday doing just that on a property that they want to make an offer. But I want to make sure before we make that offer that they got a really good feel of what that neighborhood is like. And because I have all that knowledge of, you know, the history of the property, the history of the neighborhood, you know, I'm able to, to put them at ease that, hey, this is an excellent purchase. So it's, it's different. Yeah, I, I did one. She said, yeah, everything looked about the same. It was just spatially. She was trying to figure out, you know, yeah. once you're standing in it. And I sold the house to people from Japan and we had to do everything. We had to do everything through FaceTime. Wow. Um, you know, it worked out. The home inspector was really cool. I actually followed the home inspector around and we went through stuff and it worked. I know it's not ideal. I'm sure that it won't work for everybody, but it's, it's something that's, that's really coming and, and it's going to probably be more of a part of our industry. Sure. And I think for those, those that are, you know, in California, the, you know, the, the, the investigation period is always, uh, you know, what I reassure them of that, the fact that they put an offer on it and it got accepted and now we're under contract, you know, now you've got 17 days to get here, look at it, walk through it during with the inspector. Obviously it wouldn't be the case with someone from Japan, but you know, for the most part, those other buyers, they have the ability and they have the time to plan a trip up here to make sure that this is indeed, you know, what, what they want. So we don't really have investigation periods anymore. They've been, yeah. You mean in your market, you guys just, what, what do you do? Do you, they shorten it? So we have a very large contingent of people who have a lot of deep pockets and they're willing to just take what they get. So we're talking almost no contingencies whatsoever. So, so, wow. so no, uh, they have full loan approval. They don't, no appraisal contingency and no physical investigation contingency. Wow, Michelle. It's, it's hard because as a realtor, I really want them to have an accepted offer and then be able to kind of breathe for a minute and then get up and go. Before sure. We have to do all of this homework up front, which I, I don't mind. But the problem is I have a lot of agents and sellers that for some reason, the listing agents and the sell haven't gotten up to speed on where we're, it's like, no, you want a non-contingent offer, but you haven't given us all the information that we need. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's just been insane. And the city and the county have really stepped up, I think, because they are home or they have more time, but we've been able to get more information out of them quicker, which mm -hmm. is great. But I've had a couple properties where I've literally had to call the agent and go, this is who you call to get this. <laughs> if we're going to write this offer, I need this information up front. You know, like I've actually fed them the the information comes to find out my buyers didn't even write an offer. But I mean, now I'm actually doing the listing agent's job so my buyer can write a more informed offer. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, uh, it's interesting because uh, you know, like you said, you, you don't, you have a very short investigation period, if, if any. Um, and that's one thing in our, in our market that has not changed much. Uh, I do see some that there's already pre-listing inspections, so the sellers already got their, their inspections out of the way. They've made all the repairs. In that case, it makes a lot of sense, right? So you shorten that investigation period from 17 days. The typical is 10 days, so you shorten it to that window. Um, you know, and that's always, that's always good, and, and it is uh, 
it is actually one of the things as a listing agent that I do almost 90% of the time with my listings. I always encourage sellers, let's get pre-listing inspections because our housing is old. Housing in Shasta County was built in the 50s, 60s, you know, so this, these homes are well over 30 years old. So many of these houses, if you have those pre-listing inspections out of the way, repairs already done, or for the most part, I mean, you are set, set for, you know, success. Repairs already done. Oh, it just yeah. whipped cream and <laughs> strawberry cake. Strawberry cake, but no, we don't get that. We get there's a report, live with it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, see, difference in markets. Yeah. And our housing stock's very old and very funky. We have uh, our area of Capitola. I don't know if you've been to our area where it's just a super old little beach town and we have a lot of beach bungalows. Then up in the mountains, we have cabins, retrofitted yeah. cabins from when people came from the Central Valley to cool off. Wow. So wow. You go in some of them and you're like, oh, you still feel like you're just roughing it out in the woods. And then you'll go in some of them and you're like, oh, they redid it. It's very nice. But yeah, inspections are huge here for that reason. Super huge. Yeah. But yeah, well, it's... Yeah, it's it's in, in our case up here in our market, it's it's what keeps the deal together. The number one reason uh, deals fall apart is is because of something that nobody expected during the inspection. Something came up, nobody expected. Not the sellers, not the buyers, and they couldn't come to an agreement on, you know, how to how to deal with that situation because it will be an issue with any buyer, not just that one particular buyer. So right. that's why for for us, you know, like I said, ninety percent of the times our clients agree. You know what? I I want that. I want to take a more uh, proactive approach instead of being passive and waiting on the buyer to get their inspections. And then it goes, I, you know, so that's kind of, that's pretty common up here. Yeah. Well, let, the, let the buyer bring you the surprise. That's not a fun thing. I can't get, I can't always get sellers to understand that. I actually had a seller from Washington who was a real estate agent and they don't do that up there. Really? The buyer does all the inspections. And some of those inspections are actually kind of pricey. We have kind of a, a median price on the inspections and they don't seem to vary. But there was a few that up there, they sounded really expensive to me. And he just he just wasn't going to do it. And I said, you know, the buyer is going to bring you problems. That's all they're yeah. going to bring you problems. And let's just get it out of the way. We did it. Um, the buyer still found some stuff because they used an FHA loan. And so we got those little yeah. surprises. But yeah, if we can get get everybody just on board really quick, it makes everything so much easier. 100%. One hundred percent. Yeah. And, and it's 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 uh, for for us, the inspectors here. I mean, right now they are we are at the mercy of their schedule because, like I said, those are very common. And so many of us just because we do want to set the sellers for success you know, and be able to maximize the sell of their home, how much they get for it. And also the timing, because many of these are moving away even though we are getting this huge level of migration from other areas in California, there is a large number of Shasta County residents moving away. And so they don't want those plans completely, you know, off track because they weren't prepared to sell. That's a good, that's a good point. Uh, where are they going? Number one state for me personally, and even just talking to other agents, Idaho is the number one state. <laughs> Everybody's going to Idaho. So, and I, you know, your question earlier, Idaho, she gets a lot of them. Yeah. You know, your question earlier about how the locals receive you and are they kind of negative about it? 
I, I'll tell you, that is one thing I've heard from my clients moving from the Shasta County Reading area to Idaho. They'll text me back. They're like, oh man, as soon as I say I'm from California, they want nothing to do with me. <laughs> so I do, I have gotten a ton of feedback from my clients who moved away. And I have a little roster of who they are because these are people that I consider friends who have moved there. They became my clients and since then sold a home and now they're moving away, right? So we've known each other and I've got eight, nine actually as of this week, nine uh, folks who we know personally who have said our house is open whenever you want to come visit us here in Idaho. So I literally have people from Eagle, Meridian, all over the place. I'm pinning everybody because I, once I go up there, I've never been to Idaho, but once I do, I'm going to hit everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna hit all. How far is it from you guys? How many hours? Um, well, I would say anywhere from eight to 10 hours from us. Wow. Not very, not very far, really. You, you can drive it in one day, but I understand it's, it's a long drive. So, so yeah, but, but uh, I do, every one of those that I've spoken with have said, you know, we, we, we have not gotten a very warm and fuzzy welcome to Idaho. So I heard that about Oregon, but I, I don't know firsthand. I've heard that yeah. Before. Yeah, well, I, I got that in Oregon one time uh, visiting. We, I went to visit my, my very good friend in Portland, and uh, my license plate said California, so I got a nasty little note on my windshield that says, you're barely tolerated here, so, you know, go back home. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I was, like, just laughing, going, oh, boy, you know, that's, it is what it is, but... But the other, you know, the other uh, very popular state for those who are in Shasta County moving away is Texas. Yes. So, so we get a lot of those people moving to number one, to Idaho, some to Texas. And now we're starting to see a lot of Arizona. I've got clients right now who are moving to Arizona. And last year, we have several who moved from my market to Arizona. And a lot of those are retirees just looking for more sun. Wow. That's interesting because, I mean, they have a lot of uh triple digit heat too i wonder if how that works out if it's drier or i mean apparently it is apparently it is much drier heat much more tolerable oh interesting i thought our heat was dry but when i talked to these folks they're like no marie i mean you don't sweat you are it's hot but it's it's dry heat so you know for for the retirement you know community they like that they like that better than the triple digit sweaty weather <laughs> I, I have not been to Arizona in a really long time. I actually haven't been around the states. I've been around the world, but I haven't been around the states. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bad American, I guess. <laughs> it's time for a trip then. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, funny stories do you got for me to wrap up? Well, you know, there's, there's several, um, of course, you know, you, I think you and I talked about writing a book, right? <laughs> Putting together our, our, uh, our stories. If I could remember them, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, there was one couple who were neighbors with Robin Williams, the Robin Williams. And lovely, lovely couple. I enjoyed meeting them so much. In fact, the if you if you're looking at me on Zoom here, the backdrop of this property is the property that they came to see uh when when it was for sale and uh he was in the dot-com boom you know he was one of the guys behind it so he's like maria but money is not an issue okay don't ask me for what my maximum purchase price i just want the right property 
you know, at the right price, but I, I can go up higher if I need to. I just want that lifestyle. I want to be able to, to look forward to get, getting home, driving away and, and from, you know, to my home. So I knew they were going to fall in love with this particular property. It's in West Reading. So I'm out there. We're driving. My husband and I both jumped in the car, gave them a tour of our city, which we always do, by the way, with anybody coming from out of town. We like touring them around the city, showing them Whiskey Town Lake, showing them Shasta Lake, showing them all the beauty of this area. Well, and I do that too. Yeah. You show them everything, but I also try to highlight a little bit of this is what you're in for. This is traffic because Santa Cruz can be hard to get around. I'm also trying to get them to understand the area a little bit too, you know? So. Yeah, 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 exactly. You show them the best of your area, but, but the reality of what it can be too. Exactly. Absolutely. So we did that with this couple and uh, they just as expected, they fell in love with the property. And uh, unlike other buyers who I had shown it, they actually brought on boots. And keep in mind, these are Bay Area folks. They brought on boots and actually walked the entire 10 acres. I was in heels. So I said, no, thank you. I will be working out of this kitchen. You go do what you need to do. Well, they come back and he is poison oak. He is itching. Yes. Red face, red and he, just panicking. So we went, he got him into the emergency room. He was fine, but nobody expected that. My husband panicked. I panicked. We're like, oh gosh, what did he, we don't want him to die on us. <laughs> the, his wife was just like, you know, he's very strong. He's going to be fine. Let's just get him to the emergency room. She was okay. She was walking right along with him, but he's the one that was severely affected by it. Got allergies. Oh my gosh, Michelle. And I mean, it was by the minute, everything was, he was just turning like a red bubble by the minute. It was awful. <laughs> so, so she goes out there um everything's fine and uh and we move forward right I'm like because I told my husband I said I think I think the deal's over they're not they're not right on this property well they did they ended up writing an offer a really good offer we went under contract but here's the kicker here we go with the investigation period so they've got all this time to investigate anything they need to know about the property and she decides uh, in the middle of the, the escrow that she is pulling away. She was just not having it because of the fire hazard. Now, if you look at the landscape, you can see all the shrubbage here in the background of my, my backdrop. So fire was just one thing. She was like, no, I'm not even going to miss. This is one road in, one way out. I feel trapped, a fire, and totally legit, totally yeah. legit. And this is West Reading, far west writing which means there's a ton of ton of fire hazard you know shrubberies and trees and all that so so right in the middle of it she decided that she wasn't going to go for it because of the fire hazard now that is one thing that i you know going back to the what's one of the most surprising things about your clients is is the fire effect because we are in a county where it doesn't matter where you live you do have a, a high risk of, of fire i mean unless you're in town which you're you know limited limited inventory so most people go right outside the city limits to see you know to find these properties but anywhere you live you're going to have even in your area i mean fire hazards exist everywhere in california as we have found out yeah i had a buyer one time from sacramento said i don't want to be an earthquake zone a flood zone or a fire zone i'm like <laughs> well uh santa cruz isn't for you because we've had all of it <laughs> right see uh, one stop we've even had a tsunami i mean we are a one-stop shop for disaster that's for right. Sure. Uh, I'll tell you that. See, that's exactly what I'm saying. And so you just have to, you know, I think when you come down, when it comes down to it, you know, she was okay with earthquakes, you know, and being in that zone, 
but not fires. And I, I would choose the fires personally, but I don't know. I mean, it's a personal preference. <laughs> it's, I would, you know, I've been here through all of them. I think I'd probably take the flood. Yeah. Yeah, if I had to pick a disaster, I'd pick a flood. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. I'd rather not deal with fire either, but I'll tell you, I am deathly afraid of earthquakes. That is just one thing. I'm like, uh-uh, not for me. I resisted moving to California from Washington State for a reason, and here I am 20 years later. Sure, um, it's interesting because we're always moving. Like, people are always talking about cracks and stuff, and I was like, I, I mean, I'm, I have to spend a lot of time telling people that it's always happening. And I can sometimes when I get vertigo, it's actually because we're having a um, a, a wave of them, but they're very you don't notice them, but it's actually and then I'll read or I'll get a report that we're actually oh, some yeah, little tremors and stuff. Um, but the earthquake, yeah, it was pretty scary, but it wasn't as scary as the aftershocks because they go on. So the earthquake comes on and it's really, really big and it just rattles you. And I mean, it just knocks you around and then mm -hmm. it stops. It's kind of like a roller coaster. You get off and you're done. Mm -hmm. But then the aftershocks come in and they, they last for up for two days. And oh, you're wow. so traumatized, you know, roads are shut down, services are off and everybody's kind of panicking. I mean, our whole town just shut down for like a week solid because the gas, I, th I think it was the gas was turned off because they were just really worried mm -hmm. about the gas lines. Mm -hmm. But the aftershocks were so scary. That was, that was, that was the biggest part. I think that was the earthquake. Yeah. Was it really I, I can imagine, I can imagine that feeling. I mean, it's a little different for us, but after those 2018 fires that just, you know, took out paradise and then it burned half of our, you know, well, not half, but a huge portion of our city. After that happened, people were, you know, they, they were not, they had no peace of mind. When is the next one coming and what's going to happen on this side of town? And so we did see a lot, you know, you talk about migration that we saw, we saw a lot of people moving away because they were just no way. Don't want to be anywhere near the fires. Yeah. And then the smoke and the ash is really interesting. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. There, we had one day where it was just like raining ash. And then uh, we had two weeks later, I guess there was another burn that had happened and the guy got i mean it was just yeah it was yeah. had a little bit of everything yeah um, yeah I, and santa cruz is one of those you know it's a great day to be here and well you know and there's some times where you're just like just between the weather and some of the disasters santa cruz is not you know always the happiest place <laughs> it's not it's not always what everybody says <laughs> Well, and I think that's for, you know, any area, really, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to any area. I mean, if there was one place that was like, perfect in every way, you know, it, it, where is it? Where is that? You know, what Santa Barbara? No, I don't think so. But Santa Barbara's pretty nice, actually. I kind of like it, but the housing prices are pretty crazy. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, I think that Justin, is there anything you want to add? You know, I, I don't think so. I think we 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 wanted I wanted to talk about the migration part of it just because that is what's happening across the state. I mean, across the country, really. You know, we talked about how uh, COVID has changed the name of the game when it comes to our homes and how much we want to spend in our homes and what we want to do with our homes. Um, and the fact that interest rates are so low and money is so cheap to borrow, that that's giving people just the confidence to move around and say, hey, my employers say I can work from home, so 
I'm going to go live where I've always wanted to live or be close to my relatives or, you know, so it's, it's really interesting to me just, you know, to, to kind of wrap this up to see the changes that COVID has, you know, brought on, on in the real estate industry, just huge changes. Yeah. I actually added in a buyer question now. And my buyer question is, does your family live close? Hmm. Really personal question. And I say, I'm sorry, this is very personal, but do you plan on having children? Hmm. And the reason for that is because I have to gauge the property that they buy for resale value, because if they're going to move, it'll be in the next two to three years. And am I going to get them in a property that they can't actually sell for when they need to be closer to family or they want to take their kids closer to family? And that was not a big question before, but because of COVID, people wanting to move and move quickly and make that change, it's something that I have to always keep you know, on the forefront of how things shift so quickly. And that's changed in our career. We've been in about the same time. It used to be, eh, stay seven to 10 years, you're gonna do great, everything's great. Now it's like, they may only stay a couple of years and you have to kind of add that in and, and that has to be in the mix. Yep, yep. And we're gonna, I think that's not gonna change anytime soon. I think we, we personally, I feel that, you know, just having been in the industry as long as I have been and looking ahead, I think the next five years, it's going to be that way. A lot of movement, a lot of shifting, you know, just kind of acclimating at what they, to what we believe, you know, the pursuit of happiness, right? What does that look like for everybody? It's different. And I do think that uh, these, these interest rates have made it possible for people to, to do that, you know, home values going up so quickly, so fast. What was that? Prop 19. Yep. Prop 19. Exactly. All these things coming together are making it possible. Yeah. It's really interesting to see that shift. Yeah. The stock market really, zoomed up with the internet, it really changed. And then real estate being online so much has just accelerated the pace. So yeah, I could see it always kind of be this, this quick shift. That's just our new normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how, how things uh, unfold in the next three to five years, in my opinion, but I'm not expecting any major, you know, earth shattering changes as far as what we've all, more than what we've already seen, um, but more of a, of a, you know, where the, where are the chips going to fall? You know, what, in the next three to five years, where, who's settling where, what's going to happen and how is that going to affect each of our markets? To wrap up, I'd say, I think as everything opens up, I think we might actually see just this year, maybe where things kind of slow down because I think people, and I've been saying this is once they get distracted into other stuff and they're not home looking at housing online all the time, but they're actually (laughs) out doing stuff. Right. So they may say they may say this year is not their year and they you know what I mean? We get people back on vacations, get them traveling, get them visiting people, get them your kids in school and sports and all the stuff that kind of distracts people or keeps people busy because right now they're just home looking at all mm-hmm. these culture sites and you know, they're completely focused. And I I think once we get some people just kind of I just talked to somebody today, he's like well, you know, we kind of want to like, you know, you can take your time. You don't, mm-hmm. have, you don't have to do that today. It's okay. And they don't really have the down payment, you know, so it's okay to take some time and things may change in your favor a little bit. I can't say prices will go down in our area. Probably not going to go down in your area much either. No, I don't think so. I'm not expecting them to, but I think you're hundred percent right with that, Michelle. I think people, as things begin to open up and as, as life starts to get back to normal and we as agents can start doing more events, I'm huge on client events, huge. And as we start to do things like that, that we, you know, that we were doing at one point, 
people are going to be less connected internet wise and more connected personally because we are all craving that you know i do a taco party every year and i was just <laughs> dying here it's just one of the i do one event and it's a big one i spend you know a lot of time on it and the one before last year it was so much fun i was so oh. excited. it was like my best ever and nice <laughs> Because there's a momentum, you know, you kind of, oh, sure. and then you know what to do and who to call and yeah. what's doing it. So. Yeah. Well, you know what, the, those, those days are coming and I think we're going to see more and more of that. And so people are going to be more distracted with the right things that make them happy and things they want to do. And so, yeah, I do think there's going to be more of a normaliz normalizing of things and also the, the market not be as crazy as it is. It's going to soften a little bit, but I don't think it's going to go necessarily, you know, values are going to plummet or, you know, I don't expect that. No, I don't either. Well, I really appreciate you speaking to me. This is going to be really fun to have the uh, where are people going idea. That was actually, I hadn't even really thought of that. It just kind of came up when we were talking. It's a really big yeah. yeah, well, I think, um, you know, because it's, it's, it's the, again, it's caused by the recent, you know, global situation. I think that's, that's, that's what's caused all this. That's, that goes at the heart of what, you know, the number one impact we're all seeing from whether we're the recipients of it or, you know, we're experiencing people leaving our areas. It's just, it's what people are doing right now. And, and there's, you know, I don't know about you, about you, but I find it to be exciting. I think there's a level of excitement in the migration and movement because I want to see people happy. I want to see people go, you know what? I've always wanted to live here or there or whatever, or now I get to be closer to my mother and still have keep my job and my income. I think that's exciting. Yeah, you're right. I have buyers that just, they're, they're super excited to live in Santa Cruz and I've lived here my whole life. So, you know, I'm kind of like, mm. yeah, <laughs> you know, like, okay, I'm glad you're enjoying the traffic. Yeah. But, you know, I, but the reason it's, it's refreshing because they remind me what's so great about our town. It's good to yeah. be reminded and remember what to appreciate. And yeah, no, that's really true. Um, well, I know where to find you and refer people. Where's the best place to, for people to find you to buy in Shasta County? Best place is my website, ShastaLiving.com. Super simple. ShastaLiving.com. They'll find me, my team, my contact info. Got all the houses. Uh, free portal. for you directly. Oh, yeah. My cell phone is on the website. <laughs> don't you hate it when there's websites that they, the realtors don't put their phone number on there? I don't get it. What is up with that? I don't get it. I'm like, are you not in the business of real estate? I mean, my my cell phone is promoted everywhere. It's like, call me. <laughs> yeah, and yet I still get calls like, are you a realtor? And it's like, <laughs> what? Okay, yes. <laughs> there you go. You know, I don't know. It's just, yeah. It's I, funny. I, yeah, it's, it, it's interesting. I thought the phone would get more. I thought people more would call, but actually through COVID, texting and emailing. Well, I, I'm experiencing the same. I, I, you know, whoever invented texting, I, hats off. I mean, it's just the best thing on earth because I don't, you know, I love the fact that I can ask a client, what is the best way for me to communicate? What's, what would you prefer? Cause I, I'm really good with the phone. I prefer phone calls cause there's so much I can do. I'm more productive that way when I can call you. But if you have a job and you, you work during the day or you just don't want interruptions, I'm okay texting. And I can't tell you how many times I'll say, just text me first. Well, there you go. Yeah, they got to go. Yep. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for 
uh, coming on and I hope to talk to you again soon. Hey, likewise, Michelle. Thank you. This was fun. Let's do it again whenever you need me. <laughs> good. Thanks. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you for listening. If you want to talk more, find me on livethesantacruzlife.com, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, or give me a call. My number's in the show notes. Love to hear from you.